Our focus in our service today is trusting God's immigration plans. We heard what those plans were. This morning, we have the privilege of having our one and only Native American pastor in our church body here to deliver a message to us. And he tells us how that wonderful grace of God has come to the Apache people and what a difference that it makes in their lives and our lives. So let's welcome Pastor Gary Lupe. Morning. Uh, grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus our Lord, I come from a mission field that is the first world mission field of the Well Synod. And oftentimes I think about this when the first missionaries came. And uh, the time of uh, how the Apaches live at that time. I've heard different stories about the missionaries. But you know, the missionaries, they came onto the Apache reservation to bring us good news that we as Apache people were part of God's great plan. The first missionaries that came to Arizona was back in the late 1800s. And the travel for the missionaries was hard. You got to think back in the early 1800s, 1900s, of, of how the roads were. It wasn't easy to cross the Salt River Canyon, the Black River that runs through it, that divides the southern and northern reservation, because there was no road that goes up to it. So the missionaries had a challenge already. And also, there was no cell phones. There was no telephones. There might have been some smoke signals <laughs> to get a, a hold of somebody that would help them right away by tomorrow have them here. But, you know, the missionaries came with the trust. With the trust that what they're there to do on the Apache mission field was to tell people about Jesus. And when the Apache people were gathered together by the Calvary, was it for extinction? To wipe them out? These questions will never be answered. But God has his hands in all human, human beings, like he does for the Apache people and did for the Apache people. You know, the, I feel bad for the missionaries sometimes on the reservation because they are faced with the problems of today. 
of what's happening today. And they are kind of singled out as being the problem for the Apache people. The Apache people feel that Christianity was forced onto them, and because of that, their Apache way of life was taken away from them. But you know, as Christians, as an Apache Christian, all we can do for them is pray. Pray for them. Pray that God opens their hearts. You see, in the book that we will be studying is in the book of Jeremiah. In Jeremiah, you know, he had a lot of problems when he was a prophet for God. It's kind of similar to the problems that the missionaries face and as a Christian, as an Apache Christians that we face. You know, many Apaches are against Christianity, but there are those who are Christians. And you know, this is, it's hard for us to get across to them using God's word. But you know, just like Jeremiah did, even though there, are, there were enemies of God, there were enemies of his message, he knew that there were enemies of his message. You know, this is something that Jeremiah did at that time. And I read from Jeremiah chapter 11, verse 18 to 20. It says, Because the Lord revealed their plot to me, I knew it. For at that time he showed me what they were doing. I had been like a gentle lamb led to the slaughter. I did not realize that they had plotted against me, saying, Let us destroy the tree and its fruit. Let us cut him off from the land of the living, that his name be remembered no more. But, O Lord Almighty, you who judge righteously and test the heart and mind, let me see your vengeance upon them. For to you I have committed my cause. This is the word of our God. Of all the Old Testament prophets, Jeremiah was the one who was often surrounded by his enemies. Jeremiah was the last prophet to bring God's word to the people of Judah in the days before and after the Babylonian came to destroy them. Jeremiah spoke only what the Lord had told him to say, and he had to say many unpleasant things to the people. He had to point out their ungodly works and ways, their violent, cruel treatment of one another, especially the poor. He pointed out the idolatry of the people, how they worship the so-called gods of the Canaanites, the moral filth and adultery. Don't worry about it. We have that in Civic Hill too. People have their phones on in church in Civic Hill. You see, when the people would not listen to Jeremiah, Jeremiah had to pronounce the judgment of God upon them. Soon the king of Babylon would come and destroy everything in Jerusalem. He would either kill the people or carry them away to be slaves in Babylon. Because of this message, the people were very angry with Jeremiah. At one time, the leaders threw Jeremiah into a cistern and left him to sit there in the mud for days. 
Now his own people were plotting against him. This is why Jeremiah says he was like a gentle lamb that is being led to the slaughter. Until now, he had no idea that these people were plotting to destroy him. They not only wanted to stop his preaching, they wanted to wipe his footprints off the face of this earth so that no one would remember him. They hated him. And they hated his preaching of repentance and the judgment to come. There are things that we teach today that are an offense to many people, even to the Apache people. We teach that all people are corrupted by the power of sin. We teach that everyone deserves death in hell for their sins. This does not make people love us. We also teach that it is not our works, but only faith in the works of Jesus that will justify and save the sinner. Because of this teaching, which is what God's word says, we will find that people are working against us. On our reservation, there are those who are our enemies because we will not take part in the traditional religious ceremonies which involves witchcraft and false worship. There is a new movement on the reservation to get the missionaries off the reservation because we have spoken strongly against the false worship of the Apache people to their so-called gods. But yet in all of this, in all of this, we stand strong as brothers and sisters in Christ to keep preaching Jesus as the only Savior from sin. Yes, we have people that are against us, Christians, and against the missionaries. It is because of that great enemy that we should never forget that we have as Christians. In 1 Peter, he talks about this great enemy in chapter 5, verse 18. He says, Be self-controlled and alert. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. This powerful and tricky enemy is working day and night to destroy the faithful children of God. He wants, us, he wants to lead us to go along with the ungodly works and ways of this world. He wants to lead us to live in sin or to follow false teachings. He also would like to see us lose our faith and end up in hell with him. And brothers and sisters in Christ, how shall poor, weak sinners like you and me stand up against a powerful enemy? How can we overcome this enemy and win the victory? In the end, all people will have to admit that we were preaching and teaching and following what we were preaching, teaching, and following was nothing but true saving word of God. 
How can we continue in the true faith until we finally enter God's heavenly kingdom? We must do the same thing that Jeremiah did and the early missionaries did. We pray confidently to the one who can protect us. What does Jeremiah do in this threat against his life? The attempt by his enemies to silence him. He does one simple thing. He prays. Listen again to his prayer. But, O Lord Almighty, you who judge righteously and test the heart and mind, let me see your vengeance upon them. For to you I have committed my cause. Jeremiah simply talks to the one who can save him from his enemies. That is the Lord God Almighty, the only true God who really is the only true God. He is the God who has always been there to keep his promise of salvation. He will always be there to hear the cries of believing people, of his believing people. Jeremiah says he is also the God who judges righteously and who tests the heart and mind. Earthly judges can and do often make mistakes because they are corrupt or because they don't know all the facts. Our God does not make such mistakes in his judgment. If he convicts you according to his law, you can be sure that you are guilty. On the other hand, if he justifies you, you can be sure that you are innocent, justified. Jeremiah knew that God would justify and vindicate him in this case. Someday it will become clear to the whole world that he was the Lord's faithful prophet who had taught nothing but the truth of God's word. On this basis, Jeremiah confidently prays, Let me see your vengeance upon them, for to you, O Lord, I have committed my case. With childlike faith, he puts himself and his case into God's hands. He knows that God will judge rightly in his behalf. His enemies will be shown will be shown to be liars and murderers. They will be condemned and they will receive the punishment that they deserve. When the Babylonians came into Jerusalem, Jeremiah was treated well and was saved while his enemies were killed or carried away into captivity. So brothers and sisters, just pray. What a simple, weak little thing this seems to be in the eyes of the world. It may seem so even in the eyes of many who are called Christians. Many people today would say, don't waste your time on such old-fashioned foolishness by getting down on your knees and praying. But do not be deceived, my Christian friends. Praying is today as it has always been the most powerful thing 
that any of us can ever do in this world. Prayer accomplishes more than all the armies that have ever marched in this world. As James chapter 5 verse 16 says, the prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. And what is it that makes a prayer so powerful that it accomplishes such great things, even conquers that great enemy of the Christian and the Church of Christ? Is it because of the goodness of those who pray? Or is it because this person is special, this person is holy, that God will hear and answer him? Some people seem to think that prayer of the pastor will have a better chance of being answered than their little prayer. But what is a pastor? Is he not a sinner? The same as all members of the church? Does he have some special merit that makes his prayer better or more powerful than that of a simple and humble Christian? Of course not. When it comes to praying, we are all equal before God. Before the Almighty God, we are all equally lost and condemned sinners. None of us has any natural right, none of us has any natural right to walk in the presence of a holy and righteous God or to talk to Him and expect Him to hear and answer our prayer. But as Martin Luther correctly taught, and we teach, all of us lost sinners have been justified. We have been declared to be righteous and holy before God. This is not because of anything we have done, but only because of what Jesus Christ, the Son of God, did for all of us. He became a lowly man. He lived and suffered and died on the cross in our place. By his work, he made us righteous in God's sight. Every one of us who believes in Christ, pastors and people alike, are forgiven and have the same right to pray. We know that God will hear and answer our prayers for the sake of Jesus, our perfect high priest. So our prayers will accomplish great things. It will give us victory over our enemies, even the devil, the ungodly world, and even our own sinful nature. They will do this simply because prayer lays hold of the God who is so great and powerful. God has promised this. He has committed himself to answer the prayers of all his children. He has assured us of this in his word. He says in Psalm 50:15, "Call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver you, and you will honor me." So let us spend more time praying, especially when we are confronted by all these great and powerful enemies in this world. Just as Jeremiah did, his prayers were answered by Jesus our savior. We commit our cause into God's hands when our enemies plan to wipe us out. We pray confidently to the one 
who can protect and save us. Amen. And now here's the part in CBQ that usually takes another 20 minutes. And that will be the summary in Apache. Just to give you a little taste of what I summarize in Apache is the sermon. Just a little. You know, the Dibanao Dei Azul Nahuich around Tini, Yishana Te, Dikan Dam, Bikanel Zeshe, Sana which another is Zik, Chonye, which another is Zik. Didn't Chon, which I know one, Ambits I know Tila, the Harik Obana Tila Kesta, De Aranze, Yui, Bibin at Sikesi, Teso Winste, Dikan Dai Teso Yulse. Eko Kitelbanao Dila, Idani the Sah. The sun and go is a bit go out, Ele. The day Nibik and Danya Yasti, Jeremiah Guze. Jeremiah became Danya Yastina in day Lazadoha, it is Sakta each Yasti. The pigeon notes in his habit go out in Denida, a covic and Danya Yasti. Ay a colobe or clan or leon, became Danya in so, da a coyasti. Then D in day attack is a Arabi lady. Then D in day to have a son or tuck at either day. Dinila Dila Bich Dahl Zaike. Dasabik on Dan Aihi Day. Nikhali. Nalseke. Dasa Kayahiri Day. Dinido Hara. Yachapaya Adibik on Danja. Nayus Khan. Aya Kola Diko Katev without Kana. Because you pay. It that was a tail on our tie. It that was a one a good leola. Ela. She died, let it go at a sion, who are now with light, our car. A Jesus Kuzela. Join the white Tessili, the white Ranazia, the white Sustin, the white Naida, the Jews Oti, Jeremiah, the old sion, the call of Gondan, the way Yael Tiller. And now may the peace of God, which surpasses all human understanding, guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Amen. <laughs>